Hallelujah. 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 Lord, you are great. Lord, you are great. Indeed, you are great, Lord. When things are good, you are great. When things are not so good, you are great. When we are happy, you are great. When we are not so happy, you are great. When we have money, you are great. When we don't have money, you are great. When we are well, you are great. Even when we are sick, you are great. Oh, Father, you are great. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, you are great. Hallelujah, you are great. You are great. You are great. When Petro was selling at 165, you are great. Even when it goes to 488, you are still great. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We thank you that we are one of those that have been engrafted into the kingdom. And nothing shall steal our joy. No matter what it is, Psalm, uh, Romans 8, that says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing. Neither death. Tribulation, no. Problems, no. Poverty, no. Father, once again, we reaffirm that you are great. In time past, you are great. Now you are great. Even forever, you will be great. Accept our thanksgiving in the mighty name of Jesus. And because you are great and you are so supreme, we have gathered here this evening, in spite of all that is going out there, to ask you, Lord, to come and bless us this evening. As we lift up praise and our worship and adoration to you, we ask that you send down blessings in the name of Jesus. This our gathering is unto you and not unto any man. May we experience you this evening in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. None of us will go back the same way that we came in, Lord. We declare this service open in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the people of God, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, amen. God bless you. Thank you. Welcome into the house of God this Wednesday. I know it must have been challenging for many of us to arrive here today. But God is still faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor, I said God is still faithful. Even when you are buying petrol at 488, he's still faithful. Hallelujah. We want to thank God for the privilege to meet. You know, the Bible has predicted that in those last days, it will be difficult to be a Christian. Because there's so many things that will come against us. But guess what? By his faith, by his strength, we will conquer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Welcome to church. Good evening, everyone. I want to extend our greetings to those who are watching us uh, on any device, uh, virtually, who have joined us virtually. Uh, some of us have braved the odds to be in church this evening, uh, and some of you, perhaps because for good reason, you're unable to make it. But I still bring greetings from the house to you, and I pray that the same blessing that will pervade this atmosphere will touch you wherever you are in the Jesus' mighty name. It will be remiss of me if I do not celebrate Grace Chorale, both to my left and to my right, for being constant in and out of season. Thank you very much. We do not take your labor of love in vain. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. This is our interactive Bible study. And we're going to do a lot of studying this evening. We're going to look a lot into the scripture. 
the whole idea of the interactive Bible study is that we will go into the Word of God. We will go deeper than what we do on Sundays. So Wednesday is not about preaching per se. It's about sharing knowledge. Bible says iron will sharpen iron. So I want you all to be ready to participate actively in today's inter uh, interactive Bible study. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, something that Pastor um, spoke about on Monday morning, he touched on it. In fact, it was like the core of his prayer, but I'm going to take it from the top, so to speak. But for me to establish what we are going to do today, let me read a scripture to you. So that's Breakthrough Prayers for Success in Business with Dr. Femi Paul. For those of you that don't know, it happens every Monday at 6.30 to 7 a.m. May we, as partakers, uh, as the husbandman in the house, be the partakers of the fresh fruit. Because if we are not joining, people from outside can join and then they will snatch the blessing away from us. May we not on that podium or on that platform, I beg your pardon, that somebody from outside will come and testify to the efficacy of the prayers and we that were in the house, we will be struggling. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. So again, I admonish you every Monday morning, 6.30, do your best to join and the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Let me take that scripture and my first scripture this evening is found in Job 42, verse 10. And I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Classic Version. Amplified Classic Version. Can you read with me? It says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job and restored his fortunes when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much he had the, as much as he had before my focus this evening will be on the word turned 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 and I remember pastor on Monday talked about turn around agents turn around. We will get there. But I just want us to first deal with the two words, turn around. So he used three words, turn around agents. And I'm going to start from the word, two words, turn around. Now, how many of us have been in a situation that we found very difficult and unpalatable and we cried to God to turn around. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever been in that situation? Okay, thank you. Put your hands down. How many of us are presently in a situation that we are praying for God to turn around? Let me see your hand. So virtually everybody and when he used those three words, it jumped out at me. Now the thing is that when a word, a message comes, the way Pastor Steve or Pastor Collins receive it may not be the way I receive it. It was as if I heard nothing else in what he was saying that day. It was as if I heard nothing else. Immediately he mentioned the three words, turn around agents. My life flashed before me. And I re realized many times that I had been in a bad situation and I was calling for God to help me turn it around. And I even thought about now, I'm facing some such challenges that I'm believing God to turn around for me. When do you get to that point that you ask God to turn your situation around? 
It seems like a simple question. So, Pastor Steve, you came here with your car, right? Today, I'm just, oh, you didn't have a car, okay. Who came with a car? Okay, do you, will you pray to God to help you reverse your car? Why? Because you can do it yourself. Would you pray to God to put food in your mouth? No, because you can do it yourself. When you get to a point that you are seeking God to intervene in your situation and turn it around, it means that all human effort has failed. It means that all your effort to turn around that situation has failed. You have done everything you know. You are in a financial situation and you are asking people to give you money to bail you out because there is a, an emergency. If you don't get that money, you will be disgraced. And you call the first person, the person said no. You call somebody, the person said call me at 12. Then you call the person at 12. He's not picking up his phone. Meanwhile, there's a deadline. Hallelujah. You know, this Bible, what it does is to equip us. What the Bible does, what the word of God does is to equip us for situations. And one of the situations we face every time is where we need the turnaround experience. Now, let me tell you something. Today is the 31st of May, which means the last day of the fifth month of this year. We enter tomorrow, which is the sixth month of the year. And in that sixth month, we're approaching half of the year. I'm not as numerate as Pastor Steve, who we quote, uh, you have how many more days? If I ask him, maybe, I even suspect the man reads it before he comes here. And then we'll be bobo-ing us. <laughs> Pastor Steve repents. Repent. But is it not a good time to cry to God? Please turn my situation around. Sister Fola, do you want to carry some things into June? Come on now, talk to me. Do you want to carry it into June? Do you need another day or another month? You know, there are certain things that we are praying at the beginning of this year. We said, this year is the year of what? Providential outcome. At the beginning of the year, we prayed. I think it was the first service. We prayed about death. Some of us are still carrying the death. Does that mean that God is still, God is not great? God is great. You gave us a testimony. Your brother is not even a member of this church. The prayer we said, got him, he became dead free. How about us that came to this altar? How about us that the man of God prayed for? How come some of us are still in debt? As a matter of fact, it seems as if rather than the debt reducing, it is increasing. So do we need turn around? Do we need turn around? All right. My scripture, that's the slide, turn around. The image that would have been there, I wish I had cut the image into two. Of this same field during winter, of this same field when it was the dry season, I wish I had cut it into two. And then you could see what happened, what it looked like at a certain time and what it looks like now. That is the turnaround experience of God. He says, when our captivity is what? Take, when our captivity, we'll come there. Let me even not release it. So, let's read a few scriptures of how situations were turned around and we'll look at what lessons we learned from them and then we'll go to where 
the man of God led us on uh, Monday, which is look at turnaround agents. Are turnaround agents, are they important in our lives? Are they important in our lives? Is it important for us to have turnaround agents? Uh, don't answer me yet. You give me the answer at that point in time. And then you give me your experience from the Bible where we've seen turn around agents. He gave us one on Monday, but we'll dig deeper. Who, how do you, <clears throat> excuse me, beg your pardon. How do you even recognize your turnaround agent? How do you engage your turnaround agent? We are going to examine people who almost missed their turnaround agent. It's possible that that bus you entered, your turnaround agent is sitting beside you. Hallelujah. Some of us, we are working in a position and God has used, has placed our employers there as our turnaround agents and we don't recognize it. And for some of us, our turnaround agents are employees and we still don't recognize them. May Lord help us this evening in the name of Jesus. Now let me read the first scripture, Acts 12, and I'm going to read 5 to 7 from the New King James Version. I'm just going to read a few scriptures about turn around. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the God, the door were keeping the prison. So not only was he chained, there were guards and then there was a door. What Peter desired most at that time was freedom. But there are several hurdles to his freedom. And those of us who have visited the prison, we've gone with Minister Momo to prison ministry. We see, while we all rejoice and we pray and we do and all of us will then get, we are ready, they will escort us out. If you have been there with him before. But those who we met there, are they allowed to go out? No. As a matter of fact, what they tell them is that when we are going out, they should all be seated so that they don't mingle with us. And then they take us out. Verse 7. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise quickly and his chain fell off his hands let me give you one Koronje you know what Koronje is you know none of you don't know Koronje uh, okay okay let me you people call it now expo we used to call it Koronje in our days expo for there to be a turnaround Involving God, you must arise quickly. You must arise quickly. There's a part you must play. God will play his part. And you must play your part. If you read that scripture very well, I think Peter even almost missed it. Because in, in, in another version, he said he had to hit him very hard. Yeah, is it there? Go, go back, go back. He struck him. That means he didn't tap him. He struck him. For your turnaround to show up, you've got to get your wits around you. For your turnaround to show up, you can't afford to be mentally sleeping. For your turnaround to show up, you must anticipate that turnaround. When you look at Joseph, when they said when Pharaoh sent for him, I learned this also from the man of God, he already had a change of clothes. He quickly shaved, removed the beard like Pastor Steve's beard, removed it. Clean shaving. You know why? The Hebrews, by culture, they cultivate beard. You know that. But have you seen the picture of Pharaoh 
with a beard. He knew that for his turn around to come, God had divinely intervened. He needed to be culturally compliant. So, they invite you for a nice interview to take a serious job. And I mean no offense. That's the day you decide that. It's miniscared that. It's miniscared that favors you to wear. And a low. And when they talk to you, say, look, I am a woman of myself. Anything I like, I do. Oti fail, oti bodo. My conscience, yeah, I, 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 anywhere I like, I dress. Nobody can tell me. Ah, okay. Your results will soon show up. For you to, your turn around to come, you've got to be alert. Even when you are sleeping. He said what? Arise what? Arise what? Slowly. Quickly. You know, the angel was the one that came and he made the guards to fall asleep. He is the one who had the master key to the cell, opened the door of the cell. You know, so if he wanted them to be asleep for the next one hour, is he capable of doing it? So why is he telling him to arise quickly? He's telling him to arise quickly because... Don't you know that your turn around time has come? And what do you do? You grab it with both hands. Let's take it a bit further. Let's go to Isaiah 38, 1 to 6. Isaiah 38, 1 to 6. Please help me. Bible says that in those days, Ezekiah was sick. Because somebody may say that I'm talking about those people that uh, Minister Momo go, goes to see in the um, prison. So let's talk about sickness. It says, in those days, Ezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Hallelujah. Then Ezekiah turned his face toward the hall towards the wall and prayed to the Lord. And then what happened? What happened? And said, remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Ezekiah wept bitterly. Now, which one came first? Prayer or weeping? You know, Sometimes when your turnaround is coming, you know many of us will enter panic mode. And I don't want to mention, they say some of us from a certain area of Nigeria, the first thing that happens when we are faced with this is, Yekpa, Mugbe, I didn't mention any tribe. I didn't mention any tribe. But what? Hezekiah pleaded his case. Ezekiah presented his credential before God. He, not, he did not just start praying, I bind you, I bind you. He presented his case before God. Even though it was God that talked about him dying. And the Bible says to us, what happened? Give me verse. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, you know this scripture, go back. And tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. And I will surely turn around what I have said and add your days to your days 15 years. Is it in your Bible? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm almost done. Because I want to ask a question. I have a few more scriptures. There's one that I really love. My best scripture. And I'm going to take a little bit of it. I love that scripture. I love it. 
And I'm just going to read because you know the story. Give me 2 Kings 7 from verse 1. 2 Kings 7 from verse 1. We all know the story. But I'll just read about five verses of it just to establish and then we'll start discussing. 2 Kings verse... 2 Kings chapter 7. I beg your pardon. Okay. My people are not turning around. So. All right. Then Elisha said, Hear ye, ye the word of the Lord. Doth said the Lord tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Go on. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered to the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in the heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat of it. Then what happened? Give me verse 3. And then there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said to one another, Why sit we here till we die? What can we do? If we say we'll enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us fall unto the host of Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Then guess what? Give me what happened. Verse, and they rose up in the twilight. See? Up in the twilight. Early in the morning. To go on to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no man there. Why? For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses and even the noise of a great host. And they said to one another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittite, Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come upon us. So what happened? Therefore, they arose and they fled in the twilight and left their tents, their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was and fled for their life. Verse 8. What did they do? When these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink. Remember, there was famine on the other side. And carried then silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another camp and carried thence also and went and hid it. Verse 9. Then they said to one another, well, we do not do well this day. This day is a day of good tidings. And we hold our peace. If we tarry till morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. We know the rest of the story. We know the rest of the story. And if you don't know it, please go home and read it. At the end of the day, the prophecy of the man of God came to pass. That uh, two loaves and blah, blah, was sold for exactly. what. And the only man that did not believe was the one that didn't experience turnaround. So, I've read three scriptures for you. Or to your hearing. To your hearing, I beg your pardon. What lessons have we learned from these three scriptures? And you may even quote more. Can somebody help me this evening? What lessons have we learned? Or can we learn that cost the turnaround. Remember, we are still going to a second part, which is about the turnaround agents. But before we did with turnaround agents, let's deal with turnaround. We have agreed that all of us want the turnaround experience. Hallelujah. Am I right? Do all of us want the turnaround experience? Amen. So, practically, what lessons have you learned from the three scriptures or even any other scripture that you may choose to add that can help us in our lives achieve this turnaround experience. Anyone? Yes? Anyone? Good evening, church. Good evening. Okay. Um, I learned that for our turnaround to come, we need to be attentive for us to be attentive in the spirit so that we don't miss it 
that period of our turnaround. Can you give me an example of somebody in the Bible who wasn't attentive to the spirit and therefore lost his or her turnaround experience um, so that we can drive it home? <laughs> what I can think about right now is the servant of is it Elijah or Elijah they had that he could have gotten the power, the double portion of the anointing on his um, on his on the prophets, but because of greed, he lost the opportunity to move to the next level. So he lost his turnaround yes, experience. Sir. Yes, sir. Ah, praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Perhaps he would have taken over the mantle from Elisha. Yes, Mommy G. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Believe in the man of God, the prophet. Believe the believe in the the prophet. As okay. in once, once a prophecy is, um, is mm. given, not to think of would it be possible or not, but just mm. working with the, with the word mm. as instructed. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Can we clap for her? The word. So once that word comes, we must key into the word, which is why Bible says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off. One of the things you need to come to church with, your Bible is important, your mental is, state is important, your hearing is important, but the biggest thing you must come to church with is your expectation. So when a word jumps out from this pulpit, you grab it. Don't hesitate. Grab it. You know, sometimes there's a spirit of familiarity. I've heard pastor preach. I've been a member of this church for God knows how long. And the pastor says, open your scripture. Open your Bible to 2 Kings 7. Uh, I know that, I know that sermon. Pastor preached it. You understand? When the man himself who is preaching it, God is using him in a totally new dimension. Many times when you preach, when you go back home and you go and listen to the sermon, you are even asking yourself, did I say that? But you, you have a spirit of familiarity. I think it was Pastor Steve that was talking about the woman whose husband was a pastor and she was barren. And the man kept on praying for other people and they were receiving, they were receiving, they were receiving, they were having fruit of the womb. But she wasn't. Until God told her, that is because you are seeing him as your husband. That's why you are not. Go and approach him like the man of God with authority over your life. And he told us the rest, as they say, is what? History. So don't joke with the word of God. The Bible says that the, the, the gifts of God, they are without repentance. They are without repentance. Yeah. Sister okay, um, during the turnaround, when your turnaround is about to come, there will be instructions. Oh, stop. Can we please first clap for her? There will be what? Instructions. Instructions. Wow. Clap for her again, please. No. And um, one can lose out on this period if you do not follow instructions. For example, when the angel told um, Paul to get up, get up quickly and move, he had to move because he got to a point where the angel followed him to a particular path and he left him. So what if he wasn't moving at the right time and wasn't moving quickly? Then maybe the guards would have woken up and then that story would have turned out to be something else. Oh. Praise God. That was a fantastic contribution. When turnaround is coming, it's usually with an instruction. And where many of us, why we are dealing with the things we are dealing with, because we have not followed the instruction to the letter. And you, when we talk about turnaround agents, somebody who almost missed it, because the instruction came for his turnaround, but
thing was going through in my mind. Okay, tell me more. It doesn't sound logical because if it was logical, all of us, it would be easy for all of us to do. Very easy. Sensitivity. Yeah. That's where pastors, one of the master masterpieces, spirituality, mm -hmm. sensitivity, mm -hmm. and sensibility. Uh, so, those instructions sometimes don't look, they don't look logical. Because I would have wondered, I keep on still wondering, and I'm telling you the truth, why did um, Ruth follow Naomi? Young, nice babe. Your husband is dead. The brother of your husband is dead. You know, in Yoruba land, they say, so even if her brother-in-law was dead, they could have attached her. He too was dead. Why? Was she following uh, Naomi? So, which one? The Holy Spirit abides within us. There is a voice that comes from within you that nobody else can hear. Say, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Ruth heard something. And so Ruth knew something. So when Naomi said, she broke it down for me. He said, you know what? Don't follow me. He said, number one, I don't have any son to give you. Are you with me? If I was not this old, if I had a son, you'll be too old by the time the son grows up. She shut all the doors. But the voice that Ruth heard was superior. I think we should pray that may and giving her instructions. Supposing she did not listen to her inner voice, they will never get to the point where Naomi will be telling her, lie down at his feet and so on. So sometimes it has to start from you. One of the reasons why we must come to church is church is the training ground to sharpen your spirituality. My own um, thing about um, turnaround agent. There was farming in the land to the point that Elijah himself was at risk of starving to death. So God told him, Go to the Zarafat. No, no, no. Widow. I'm not even sure the Lord told him what the widow was going to do. So he went. But the story is about the widow now. When he saw the widow, what was she doing? She was picking sticks. And he's picking sticks. He says, I am picking sticks. It's that opportunity. Die, they hungry you. She was picking the sticks. She was a widow. And the man came and said, mm. He said, well, I want to tell you something. Don't bake a cake for you and your son. Require something out of the ordinary from you so strong like the widow the bible says the widow did that and i preached it some time ago i said what made her do that let me tell you something about the love of mother for a child even if she doesn't mind dying most mothers the boy died if the prophet were not in her house at that time what will have happened you know sometimes what you want to use to keep your child. The child will eat it, but the child will see die. So, she could have refused him, or made the cake, and the boy will still die, and there will be nobody to resurrect the boy. So, the truth is this. We all need to encounter our turnaround agent. I pray you don't experience seeing a child die. And you still, Amen. the voice you heard still made you say, let the boy wait. That was the salvation of the widow and the child. This thing you're talking about, we prayed about it on Monday. But it was a rushed prayer, 30 minutes. So it's a good thing 
we're talking about it. Nigeria needs a turnaround agent. We did a change of government on Monday. By Tuesday. Monday. Monday. Monday started. Tuesday got worse. I have never seen a place where the price of a commodity trebles in one day times three. If the price goes up by 10%, people will complain. 20%, this one, 300%. Nigerians, if you don't learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you see, the, 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 the effect is your personal finance. You should start thinking, how am I going to make it? Every one of us here, we need turn around agent. The person that was helping you before now actually needs turn around agent. So they, they help self need help. What about you? They help you. They help you and they help her. <laughs> Hallelujah. So pastor has let has started the second part because we are first talking about turn around. And he's now turning, he has spoken about the turnaround agent. So, I'm going to ask all of us to stand. We're going to pray. God, turn around that situation for me. The way that you turn it around. For those in the Bible, those I read about. You turned it around for Job. You turned it around for the Israelites when they had when the four leprous men. What happened was that God intervened in their situation and caused there to be a turnaround. I need you to pray this evening that Lord intervene in my situation. If that situation has been protracted. It has been there for a long time. You want to pray that Lord help me tonight. Despite the challenges of petrol. Despite the challenges of transport. I came. Because I want you to intervene in my situation. Because I want to experience a turnaround this evening. Just help me. Just help me. Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in your favor. Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. It's gonna work in your favor. So late, late in the midnight hour, God's gonna turn it around. Father and our God, this evening as we have come to you, 
in the totality of our helplessness we ask that you will turn around our situation in the name of Jesus Amen. we have come to you the helper you will help us tonight Father, we are entering the month of June. Rather than things getting better, it looks as if it wants to get worse. But because we are of those that caught covenant, Lord, you will turn it around for us in the name of Jesus. He said, when there's a casting down for some, there will be a lifting up for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn this situation around. Whatever that situation is, turn it around in the name of Jesus. Financial, turn it around. Poverty, turn it around. Sickness, turn it around. In the name of Jesus. Failure, turn it around. In the name of Jesus. Stagnancy, turn it around to progress. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If you have been blessed, come on, you know what to do, church. You know what to do, church, if you have been blessed. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please be seated. Very quickly, we just go through the first half, second half. Which pastor has now opened up? On Monday, pastor read for us to our hearing, or to our hearing, Genesis 47 verse 14. And then he jumped to verse 20. And Genesis 47 verse 14 says, and Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, not just in the land of Egypt, he went as far as Canaan for the grain which they brought and Joseph, and Joseph, I beg your pardon, bought the money into Pharaoh's house. Verse 20, jump to verse 20. Then Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh for every man of the Egyptians sold his field because the famine was severe upon them so the land became Pharaoh. Do you know the first thing that came to my mind? Kai! If I can find an employee like this. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? All the money and all the land and he brought it. From what we read, Pharaoh didn't do anything except to appoint Joseph and put him in office. That's all he did. They didn't tell us that Joseph, uh, Pharaoh went to the storehouses to help sell the grain. Nothing. He didn't ration it. For seven years, Pharaoh was just jollofing, chairman. PCN, can you imagine having such a staff? And you are chairman. Ha! And delivering for you. All the money. Even Canaan money. Do you know what that meant? He delivered the money in Naira. He delivered it in dollars. He delivered it in pounds. He delivered it in yen. He delivered it, what again? Euro. All, all, I bet more meaning all. Pharaoh, all. Wow. So, Pharaoh found a change agent, a, 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 a turnaround agent. Mommy G, if you had a staff like that, bringing all the money, all the insurance uh, policy and cover, bringing. And then, you know you are the one that presents to management. They just be promoting you, promoting you, promoting They don't know that. <laughs> but as they are promoting you, you too, you are dragging that person. Hallelujah. Don't we all want somebody like that? So that was the example of a turnaround agent. Because guess what? Egypt was heading for famine. He had up, Egypt would have been completely obliterated. You want to say something, sir? Every other land, the other kings lost their domain. The other land, even Canaan came to beg for food. The land of promise, they came to beg for food. You can face, what it means, you can face the worst possible situation. 
if you recognize your God sent turnaround agent, what was meant to be a casting down in the famine became a lifting up for Pharaoh. That's what this is. So every time we face a dead end, look around. And the man was in prison. And all the people around him that were not in prison, they could not help him. So your turnaround agent, you may have to look over the fence to look for that person. Hallelujah. When you are in a situation that seems difficult, pray that Lord, it looks as if I can't solve this thing. Send me a turnaround agent. And when that turnaround agent appears, may I recognize the role he or she will play in my life. Let me give you let me quickly, because of reason of time, Second Kings 5, I'm going to read 1 to 3. Second Kings 5, we saw two turnaround agents in this one. Bible says, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. And Pastor has taught us something. Wherever you see the word but, it means comma. Comma. And all of us have bots in our lives. YBO, a great PR person, but PCN or guy when it comes to selling phone, but show me a man that doesn't have a but. And I'll show you Jesus Christ. All of us are bots. You are just hiding your bots. And we have become adept at hiding our bots in church. But all of us, we get within bots. That's a sermon for another day. Now he says here, but he was a leper. Give me verse. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captives of the land of Israel. A little maid, a little maid, and she was she waited on Naaman's wife. It wasn't even Naaman she was waiting on. A little maid brought the girl from far. Little maid, they brought the girl from far, 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 far. See, and she said unto her mistress, "Would God, my Lord, would God, my Lord, were with the prophets that is in Samaria." For he would recover him of his leprosy. So, you better be careful when your change agent can say, what does this one know? Shut up. Big people are talking here. Oluwun Soro. Tariq alone, right there. Pastor PCN. That means that rich person is talking. And then a poor man now said, me, I have an idea. If you had an idea, would you be poor? For reason of time, I'll jump to verse, uh, let me jump to verse 9. So, long and short, the maid prevailed on the mistress, the mistress prevailed on her husband. So, go and see the man of God. Eh? Okay, what does it cost me? Bible says, so Naaman came with his horses, with his chariot. You know what that means? He came with his, what's the biggest car you can drive now? <laughs> Maybach did you see President Tinumbu's car <laughs> he arrived with that car bulletproof 6 inches you know those bulletproofs they have levels you know that's the highest level you know bulletproof is not bulletproof they have highest level so Neman came with his Maybach and stood at the door of the house of Elisha verse 10 and Elisha said the messenger to him. Elisha didn't even come out. Go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Do you know what it's like? You finally, you finally, Aliko Dangote needed God's intervention. And they go and see a pastor called Femi Paul. And he arrives in his bulletproof and his convoy. 
an helicopter. And then Pastor Femi Paul does not even dignify him with his presence. He sent Timmy to go and talk to him. <laughs> he sent Timmy. He said, who's there? He said, yeah, I'm named, my name is J-O-C-F-R. Okay. Timmy, go and tell him to go and... <laughs> you know that pond under the bridge? <laughs> uh, Okwebi Bridge. You know that pond? Odo Yalaro. Odo Exactly. Read this thing with Technicolor. Timmy now says to Aliko, my daddy said you should go to Odo Yalaro. <laughs> what if I dig seven times and the flesh shall become shall come again to thee and thou shall be clean? Give me 11. But Naaman was wrought. And I want to say to you, you can be Naaman. Don't always think that you can be the man of God. You can also be Naaman. You are talking to me. Do, do you know who I am? Do you? Are, are you okay? Uh, yes. I even have a yacht on uh, Lagos Lagoon. You didn't tell me to go to Babbage. You didn't tell me to go to Lagos Lagoon where my yacht is battered. You say I should go to Odo Yalaro. You know, do, some of you don't know Odo Yalaro. You know that place under the bridge? Near mommy's house. Near mommy's house. Where they do cane. They say, that's where you should go. What did he say? He said, behold, I thought he would surely come out to me. I thought Pastor Femi would come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. But change agents too. Give me verse 12. Are not Abana and far, far rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away with range. What rubbish. Infradig. I will buy Pastor Femi. I will buy his church. I will buy everybody inside his church. What rubbish. Who is the richest person even in his church? Yeah, he's telling me to go to the Odoyalaro. What car is he driving himself? Tell me, tell me, tell me what car. Do you know me? Then his servants came near. You know what? For your change agent to be active, you must be accessible. I thought somebody was going to clap. You must be accessible. No matter how high you are. You know, somebody said, in office, they know me, I don't take rubbish. When I go there, I won't smile. Nobody can talk to me. Uh, your destruction is at hand. Because who came near him? His servant, they spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do something great, wouldn't that have done it? How much rather than when he said thee, wash and be clean. Simple instruction. Simple instruction. Give me. Give me verse. Then they went, then he went down. Did he go up? For your turn around to happen sometimes you have to go down humility humility it's almost impossible if you are proud for you to have turn around almost impossible I, you know as I'm speaking this evening you realize that some of us are carrying some baggage we ought not to be carrying at all and it is our character that has given us this problem. He says he went down, down. That means he humbled himself. <laughs> At least he said he was great. Remember he said he was great. Yeah. Bible says that Jesus Christ, he made himself of no, yes, even of no reputation. He was obedient even unto death. He humbled himself. If some of us had the power of Jesus Christ, whoa, point, pilot. <laughs> no, we first start with Judas. <laughs> eh, you are the one that betrayed me. Thunder strike. <laughs> Thunder strike, Judas. Then we now reach pilot. He wore. 
In fact, I've been looking for you since. <laughs> Today is a good day. Father, turn this guy into a worm. <laughs> then when they whipped him, those guys that were whipping him. Ah. Begin to beat yourselves. <laughs> but thank God for Jesus. He humbled himself. Some of us need to learn humility, my brother. We need to learn. You know, I always say to my wife, if you remove I, I don't know if I've said it before, if you remove I from something, you know the rest is simple. Is it me that you are talking to? Shame me one basoro. Do you understand? Is it me? Ha! You realize that once you remove I, the rest is simple. Praise the Lord. Then he went down, dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh became, Christ came again and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean. I have several examples in the Bible but I think these two we have given. Now I want to focus on change agent and I'm going to give us time is fast men five minutes if you have any contribution on this issue of uh, turn around agent not change agent turn, you like to know or what would your contribution be on this subject of turn around agent how do you recognize your turn around agent how do you relate to your turn around agent what should your attitude be to your turn around agent in fact is even a turn around agent like us are they important how is to life into my life? Father, may I not miss him or her in the name of Jesus. Send me my turnaround agent. And you want to pray that even if that turnaround agent is already in your life and you have not recognized, open your eyes. Lord, open my eyes of understanding that I would recognize the turnaround agent for who he or she is in my life. May I not miss it. No, 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 no. Lord, I will not miss it. Lord, I will not miss it. Concerning Saul, he was a servant. He was a servant who said, there must be a man of God here. Let's go and ask him. Even Saul said, I don't have money. The man said, I have some money. That was how Saul became king. God sent him a son around agent. I was reading the scripture. I said, his father selected a servant that will accompany him. He could have made the wrong selection. And today, Saul would not have been king. You want to pray. If there's going to be a selection, may you select right. That your turnaround agent will have you be in touch. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for the time that we have spent with you. We thank you for the refreshing time. We thank you for this subject that you have opened our eyes to turn around. And especially the issue of our turnaround agents. Father, may we not miss them in the name of Jesus. Everyone that you have sent to us to represent turnaround experience. Their mission in our life will be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. And perchance, they are already with us. We haven't recognized them. Open our eyes of understanding in the name of Jesus. Father, we are going into the month of June tomorrow. Hmm. It looks bleak. It looks difficult. But we know with you all things are possible. Therefore, Bible says that when there's a casting down for some, there will be a lifting up for us may we experience lifting up in the name of Jesus. We speak to you the month of June. You will yield your goodness to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak to you the month of June concerning grace assembly. It will be good news galore in the mighty name of Jesus. In this month of June, we will experience increase in the name of Jesus. In this month of June, none of us will die. We will not fall sick. We will not spend our money in the hospital. 
it will be well with us. It will be well with our family. It will be well with our church. It will be well with our nation, Nigeria. Father, June, the sixth month of the year 2023, you would be good for us in the name of Jesus. By this time next month, we will be celebrating you again in the name of Jesus. Out, we, out of just happiness, we'll be celebrating you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.